Hi, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast, brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch the great Muppet caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we have a special return guest. He was uh, here with us for the Muppet movie. He's back again. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Matt Wilkie, uh, also from ToughPigs.com, and I'm excited to be back. We're excited to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And today we're talking about minutes 83 and 84 of The Great Muppet Caper, in which the Muppets come up with a plan to sneak into the Mallory Gallery and Miss Piggy meets a truck driver. Uh, at the beginning of these minutes, we, we start with animals still trying to eat through the bars uh, of the gate at the gallery so they can break in. But the guard dogs uh, notice him and they run over, barking. Uh, these look like German shepherds, so I guess uh, you don't want to mess with these dogs. But Animal is happy to see them. Animal goes, doggy, which might be the cutest thing Animal's ever done. Well, um, I was going to say about Animal, he's, he does successfully bite off like part of one of those um, fleur-de-lis, right? Like, yeah. He successfully bites off a chunk of wrought iron fence, which is no small accomplishment. No, if he, if he had had enough time, he probably could have gotten them a big enough hole in that gate to get through. Right. How many, how many fleur de lises do you think it would take for a Muppet? I mean, they're pretty small. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, I guess there's not really... Like, we don't have a Sweetums here in this scene, so... Yeah, I, I feel like most of them could squeeze through the hole that he made by biting off that one. Right, like they could climb like may, up a little maybe, bit and then squeeze. Right, like maybe not Fozzie, maybe not Rolf, but like Beaker? Beaker can get through there. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe no more than four of those things. That sounds about right. For the biggest Muppets. Um, <laughs> now, it's interesting that there aren't any big Muppets in this group, because they might have been able to just tear down the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they had had Sweetums with them, he might have been able to just, like, grab it and yank it off its hinges or something. Yeah, although Sweetums is in New York, right? Like, we see him in the opening number, and then we yeah. never see him again, right? No, that's true. He's just a, a hapless uh, city dweller. There's, I th- yeah, I think London has a size requirement for their Muppets. <laughs> must be. Right. Must must be smaller than Beauregard. Right. Um, so all the Muppets run away from the dogs. Um, I hear somebody shouting, the cops! But I actually couldn't tell who it was. It sounds a little bit like Fozzie, also a little bit like New Zealand. Did you guys notice that? I hadn't. I didn't notice it. Well, some Muppet shouts, the cops, which I just thought was amusing. Ah, the cops! Maybe it's one of the security guards saying, call the cops. That uh, could be. A security guard who sounds a little bit Muppety. Yeah. Could be. Um, and then we cut to Piggy, who's on the side of the road, talking to a truck driver. Now, I guess we didn't actually see her, like, pull this guy over, did we? It's just We just kind of cut right to the chase with this. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that, because when I watched the clip, I was like, did we already see the truck driver? Or is it just, like, in media res when we get to this shot? Yeah, we have we have not seen him until okay. uh, before this. This yeah. is the entirety of his appearance is in this clip, right? I, which is interesting. I kind of expected. I, I was sort of anticipating seeing Piggy standing on the side of the road flagging down this truck, but it just cuts right to it, which is good. That that's a good efficient way to make a movie. Although, actually, the, so maybe he would be called a lorry driver in England. Is that his name, Lorry? Well, is that what they call these kind of trucks, lorries? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. But we can say truck driver until one of our uh, English listeners uh, corrects us. Um, and this this driver is played by Peter Ustinov, 
another heard of, him? Uh, heard of him yeah a cameo guest star in this movie and one of is it just two cameo guest stars in this movie who appeared on the muppet show yes correct the other being john cleese so yes because peter peter falk was in muppets go hollywood that's the closest true yes well there is there is another guest in this scene as well who was technically a muppet show guest oh that's was yes he? that's true yeah we'll get to him. when in the Marty Feldman episode. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> okay. Whoever um, that might be. So let's... So who? So who's Peter Ustinov? Who is Peter Ustinov? Uh, he's an actor, was an actor, whose credits uh, span from the 1940s all the way to the 2000s. Um, he was in many, many things. He's in Spartacus. He was the voice of prince john in disney's animated robin hood movie which was one of my favorites as a kid well i think that's how like most people under probably 50 know him best i think as prince john yeah yeah probably you you recognize his voice right away although he's doing a cockney accent here which is of course not his not his real act like he's doing a dick van dyke and mary poppins level (laughs) cockney accent. yeah it's a little broad it's not quite the same as prince john right it's very funny i think but it's like he's he yeah. just seems like he's having fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, like so many of these people, he's making the most of his limited screen time. Which is which is always, in my opinion, the best way to do it in a Muppet movie. You just get a little bit, and you just really just ham it up, and then slide on out. Yeah, and, and so many of them are good at not coming across like they're trying to upstage the Muppets. Right, yeah. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that, because Peter. what I noticed about Peter Ustinov here is he he laughs at his like he laughs at his own dialogue twice oh. and that maybe that maybe should be kind of off you know he says read the sign no passengers ha yeah i like that a and lot then, <laughs> and then piggy says not even for little old me and he says not even for little old vu <laughs> oh you're right yeah he does do that twice yeah. so he so he laughs like he doesn't have that many lines and he laughs after two of them but somehow that makes it more charming like it, it, it shouldn't, but it does, and I'm, I'm. I think it's just the way he does it. Yes, it's actually endearing. Um, yeah. So Piggy asks him if he knows where the baseball diamond is, and his reply is this very self-aware line where he says, "Funny enough, I do. It's at the Mallory Gallery, a virtually impregnable fortress many miles from here." Which feels to me like the writers are acknowledging how silly it is that this random truck driver just happens to know exactly what Piggy needs to know about the baseball diamond. Right. Matter of fact, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that he describes it as a virtually impregnable fortress. So uh, Piggy asks for a ride, and the truck driver points to the sign that says no passengers. As we mentioned, he does his little chuckle. Um, when Piggy uh, can't persuade him, she just opens the door and throws him out into some trash cans. He oddly doesn't really put up a fight. He just kind of <laughs> she just kind of grabs him and throws him out and that's the end of it. I really appreciate in that moment the the fourth wall breaking. This movie probably has, I'm sure you guys have talked about this already, but probably the most fourth wall breaking that Muppets have done in one film. And it, it's just it's just so chef's kiss beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Are you specifically referring to what's about to happen or, or something? Just um, when, when Piggy's there and she's, she turns to the camera, she goes, well, I tried to be nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I always love to hear that, like, growly, like, ready-to-fight Piggy voice, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, right, so he lands, he crash lands on these trash cans, 
Uh, one of them pops open, and we see a familiar face. It's Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. This is I know I know him too. Yeah, we <laughs> all know him. Um, in the Muppet well, movie, we had the the Big Bird cameo, of course, and now here's the the next uh, Muppet movie. So they they give Carol Spinney's other character an appearance uh, here too. Well, and and I feel like the way that Carol Spinney's cameos in these two movies, like they they kind of sum up the difference between those two movies, right? Where the Muppet movie is like, I mean, obviously Kermit's gonna, you know, there's there's a frog killer, and it's not like the Muppet movie is entirely optimistic, but it's very hopeful, and it's mm-hmm. like Big Bird is hitchhiking across the country to become a public television star, and we're just like happy to see him, like we're like wishing him well, just like we're wishing Kermit well, right? Right, right, yeah. And, and in this one, it's just like Oscar being like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a dumb joke in this Muppet movie. <laughs> what are you gonna do?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Peter Yusinov you know. says, what are you doing here? Oscar says, he kind of thinks about it for a second and says, a very brief cameo. Peter Yusinov looks right at the camera and says, me too, and that's it. Uh, I think it also sort of, both of those gags are appropriate for the characters, though, too, because Big Bird is obviously a much more optimistic character than Oscar. Right, so, well, that's what I mean, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, Carol Spinney had to have those roles in these, like, it wouldn't work the opposite way, I, I don't think. Right, you can't really write in an Oscar cameo that makes a lot of sense in the Muppet movie, is what you're saying. Or you can't, you can't throw Peter Ustinov into a bird's nest. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> now, do you guys think, because I, I was going back and forth on this watching this clip, do you guys think that Carol was on set there? Because it sounds a little kind of like hollowy in the voice of Oscar, and I was trying to figure out if that's because he's like outside and they dubbed it later I or he's like have, the pan. Yeah, I have read somewhere and I don't remember where and I couldn't find it that he was not actually there, that this is um Frank doing the puppetry. Mm-hmm. And well that would make that would make so much sense that that Frank is playing Piggy already. Right. He's and, there. You know, it's not like you need Carol's I mean, I don't Seems like a waste of Carol Spinney's time unless well, he's like taking a vacation to England. You know? Right. I, I, what I, and I really wish I could remember where I read it, but was that either they decided it wasn't really practical to fly him over just to do one line, or he wasn't available? Maybe he was busy with some Sesame Street projects. So, um, yeah, it's. I, I think this is Frank doing the puppetry with, with Carol Spinney's voice over it. But still, yeah. still like very well done. I mean, Frank is great it looked like oscar it looked oh, yeah. like carol was doing it yeah yeah he he even like uses the eyebrow mechanism his eyes go wide when he first sees this weird guy intruding on his trash can space yeah well i mean frank oz knows what he's doing so yes frank oz always knows what he's doing <laughs> uh we should note that as we record this it's been just a few weeks since uh carol spenny passed away which was obviously a huge loss for the Muppet world and the Sesame Street world. So um, it's it's kind of nice seeing Oscar pop up here. It's it's a little more poignant now watching this again. It was absolutely. And, and you know, like behind the curtain peek here, I didn't know which clips I'd be getting before I came on. And to see a pop up was like, oh, that's, you know, that's really nice. So it was a good surprise yeah. on my end. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you happy. Yeah. Um, anything else on Peter Yusinov or Oscar before we move on? I have a very silly, trivial thing about Peter Ustinov. Good. I noticed um, you're saying Ust- he, Ustinov, and I'm saying Ustinov. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm trying to remember <laughs> where I where I heard. I don't know if I've ever heard him say it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've heard him say it. How does Kermit I say guess it on the Muppet say, Show? 
I don't remember. You know, I haven't seen that one too many times. But what I was going to say is, so you mentioned Spartacus. He won one of his Oscars for Spartacus. Hmm. He won his other Oscar for a movie called Top Copy. Top Cappy? Do you either you know? Um, I don't know that one. Either. No. It's, it's T-O-P-K-A-P-I? Yeah, but it's a, it's a jewel heist movie. Hmm. And two of the stars, like two of the gang of jewel thieves in the movie are him and Robert Morley, who's also in this movie. Oh, oh so wow. I wonder if like that's a coincidence that those two starred in, in you know, like a successful Oscar winning jewel thief movie and then had cameos in this one. And that's what, from later. the early 70s. It's 1964. Oh, so okay. it was set 17 years old when this came out. Hmm. So or is it that they are both actually jewel thieves and this is their cover by like, oh, how could we possibly have robbed you? <laughs> We've been in movies about this. We're not that silly. That's that's a good theory also. It's the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, meanwhile, at the Mallory Gallery, the thieves are using their high-tech equipment to break in. We just get a brief glimpse of that. Um, I don't know, guys. At this point, it looks like they just might get away with it. The Muppets haven't even gotten into the gallery yet. That's, that's true. I had kind of forgotten how much we see of them breaking in. Yes, me like, too. Like none, I, I don't think any of that sticks with me. Like... I think I'm probably just like not looking at the screen when I normally watch this movie because <laughs> there's no Muppets on screen and it's dark and I don't care. Well, I think I was, it's, it's useful to see that happening. So, you know, the thieves are making this progress. Right. For sure. Yeah. But it's not, it's nothing. I was, uh, I was pretty fascinated by their tech too, because I mean, they have like a little, it looked like a sonic screwdriver basically <laughs> that they held up to the windows there. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's super cool. Just, just click. So I don't know if that's magnets or magic, but it's very efficient. Yeah, we they went over their checklist in that earlier scene. I don't remember hearing anything that would have been similar to a sonic screwdriver. They, I don't think they said anything like magic door unlocker. <laughs> Check. So uh, next we cut to this truck, which is now cruising down the road, passing a sign that says, The Mallory Gallery, still very far. <laughs> and we've had a couple of guests comment on how the, the the comedy tone of this movie kind of feels like one of the Zucker Abrahams, Zucker movies like Airplane. And this definitely feels like that style of gag. Yeah. Well, and there's another one. Now seems like a good time to bring up the sign right outside the gallery also. When we see them all run away, there's a sign on the gate that says Mallory Gallery, don't try it, you'll be torn to shreds. <laughs> right. <laughs> a very intimidating warning sign. Yeah, which I love the idea that like when the gallery is open, there's still a sign on the fence that says that, you know? I guess, although this is like a back entrance, right? I suppose so, yeah. So yeah, Or is... maybe, maybe they just turn around and on the back it says, come on in. come on in don't worry you won't be torn to shreds the dogs are sleeping it's fine (laughs) uh in the truck piggy is using the cb radio to talk to other truckers her call sign is ham hawk and she's talking to somebody named dirty bird asking if there are any smokies around this would have been uh this would have been a familiar like it it would this would have felt like a, a timely gag for audiences at the time because this was a few years after there was a big fad in the United States, at least uh, in the seventies of just everyone in their cars using CB radios to talk to people and share information and ask questions. So 
this is like, I, I, I feel like at the time this would have resonated maybe a little more than it does now. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, anytime that I think about CB radio, like anytime that the chance comes up to say a CB radio phrase, I always, always say, we got the hammer down and we gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is Piggy's last line here. Right. Which hammered down is like, that's pushing the, the pedal to the metal. Is that essentially I think so. what that means? Yeah. 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 And and we should say that uh Dirty Bird, her her conversation partner here, is Jerry Nelson. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's fun to hear. And like I I would listen to an entire like weekly radio show of Piggy and Jerry Nelson saying C B radio stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been fun to actually see Jerry Nelson as this truck driver guy. Yeah, although I don't know. I mean we We've already seen Jerry Nelson in the movie. Uh, yes, yes, true. So, I mean, I guess his daughter Christine could be riding with him in the truck. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the same guy. That's true. Um, so now the um, r- remind me, you guys, because I'm sure one of you will know this better than I will. Um, but wasn't there something that Frank had said once about Piggy's backstory that it was either that she was or she he referred to her as like a truck driver? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think it's more her characterization where she's yeah, she's like a beauty pageant winner in the body of a trucker or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, okay, but it, but it wasn't that she had, she has previously driven trucks in her backstory. No, I don't think so. Although okay. he does have a very elaborate backstory for her <laughs> yes. about uh, growing up with a single mother and moving out and doing, doing commercials like, for bacon and all that bacon, kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> so silly. Yep. But hey, it, it resulted in a really great character. Absolutely. Uh going back to the Mallory Gallery now, uh we hear Oh, can I say can oh, I say one more yeah. thing about the truck sequence? Yeah. Uh the the music is kind of like generic hoedown music. Oh and yeah, I love the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. But it sounds so much like the Muppet musicians of Bremen to me. Like that special how always has that kind of music when they're like running around or being chased mm. by the farmers okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Did Joe Raposo do the songs for that? No, it was actually um what's his name? Jack Elliott, the guy who wrote the Night Court theme song. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. He wrote all those songs too. Uh I believe so, yeah. Huh. Wow. How about well, that? Let me let, let me double check before I see but uh listeners can check out Matt and I reviewed that special for Tough Pigs some years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll uh make sure we link to that in the show notes. We didn't find it very good. All right. <laughs> we did uh, not. <laughs> um it's... yeah, Jack Elliott composed the music, it says huh. for Muppet Musicians of Bremen. Looks like uh yeah, book and lyrics by Jerry Jewell and music by Jack Elliott. So he wrote the songs too. Wow, I had oh, no right. idea that it wasn't one of the like the usual guys or someone that, that ever worked with them again. Right. Especially because this Raposo music sounds like that music. Right. So Yeah. It's it's fun to always like look back on that and be like, who were the collaborators that they kept going with and who were like the one offs and then like how that all formed. Like it's always been fascinating to me to look at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I do like the songs in Musicians of Bremen. They're fine. I mean I Yeah, yeah. I, he, I remember liking them. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I would have it would have been fine if he had uh, collaborated with the Muppets again, but for whatever reason he didn't. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is like kind of kind of jazzy, kind of country flavored music. Um, yeah, it's it's really good for this uh, 
these trucking scenes. And then we cut to the Mallory Gallery as uh, this guard starts to say, I never ordered no pepper, but that's where this this clip ends. So he never ordered no pepper what? What does it mean? We'll have to wait until next week to find out. I'm going to guess pepperoncinos. Interesting. <laughs> you don't think yeah. it's I never ordered no Pepperidge Farm cookies? Could it's, be. I never ordered no Pepper Pots one-sixth size vinyl action figure. <laughs> <laughs> the most sought-after action figure. Especially yep. in 1981. Yeah, they loved that. Like, was she even around? Was she even in comics at that? Like, she kind of, she was, like, gone for a while, right? Well, she yeah, I don't know. Like, she she had existed. Silver Age, she kind of disappeared, I think, for a while. Pepper Potts, of course, being the Iron Man supporting character played by Gwyneth Paltrow in the movies. The character famously played by Gwyneth Paltrow in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, was, was that she? the, was that she the one where she, that. she forgot <laughs> yeah, that she was in it? Yeah, she's she's in a scene at the end. Like, Tony, like, proposes to her at a press conference that he was going to have Peter become an Avenger. And Peter says no, so then he proposes to Pepper. And later she said to John Favreau on TV, like I wasn't in Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah, you were, we were in, <laughs> like, we were there together. She didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she must've just assumed that they were shooting a scene for Endgame or something. Right. Like there's, there's no reason for her to know that she was in a Spider-Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Matt didn't know. And you've definitely seen that movie. Like, right. I didn't know. Oh, I was, I was making a joke about her forgetting what I said. Oh, you were? oh yes. okay. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> okay. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow has never worked with the Muppets, has she? She's never been on Sesame Street? Well, it seems like she would have been. I don't know. Well, we, we can't ask her because she, she Maybe won't someday. remember. Right, exactly. All right. So uh, any final thoughts? Matt, I will start with you. Um, I just think, you know, in general, since since it's my first time here and with this movie, it's just an amazing movie. It's so great. This is the one that... For me, growing up, it was the one that we had taped off the TV um, with like some really weird commercials on it. Like I remember there were some cookie ones, and like like the commercials felt I don't know if it was because we were watching it, but they felt like British commercials. Hmm. <laughs> but, but I know they weren't because we were you know I grew up in Pennsylvania in America. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is always one that that stuck with me. It's one that my uh, older sister and I bonded over a lot because huh. we loved this movie. Yeah, so it's a great movie. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony, any other thoughts on these minutes? No, I think we covered everything I wanted to talk about. All right. So with that, we will wrap things up. Uh, listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, on Facebook, Twitter, and all those various places. And do feel free to uh, let us know what you thought of this episode or any episode on our Facebook page or on Twitter or by dropping by the Tough Pigs forum, which is linked on the front page of toughpigs.com. You can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. Anthony is on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. And Matt, where can people find you and or your work on the internet? Uh, so I'm also on Twitter. That's mostly where I'm posting. Um, it's at writingwilkie. Um, and it's a lot of, uh, fun stuff on there. Uh, I haven't been active too much lately. It's just mostly been retweeting calls to action for our strange world that we're in. Yeah. What a strange world. Absolutely. But you know, watching the Muppets and talking with friends always makes it better. Yeah, it helps. (laughs) So, uh, everyone definitely check that out on Twitter. Um, if you don't mind also, please give us a positive review 
on Apple Podcasts or wherever. And if you know anyone who likes the Muppets, cares about the Muppets, uh, be sure to tell them that you're listening to this cool podcast. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. We got the hammer down and we gone. <laughs> No passengers. Uh.